0: You are now listening to Off the Cuff. Skies on a Trap Boat. Yes. Welcome back to episode 16 of Off the Cuff. Let's go. We're gonna be talking about my fears today, dog. We're gonna be talking about my fears today, dog. What scares your boy? What scares your boy? Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like like that. that. Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I am your host, Danny Lopriori, and this is episode 16. Of the greatest mental health show on earth, okay? It's the greatest show on earth. No mental health show is better. I am the greatest. Always have been. Always will be. Shit, I fucked my shot up. I'll be I'll do it again. Hold that. But yes. I have gum in my mouth. I have gum in my mouth can't do that can't do that it's broadcasting 101 so guys you know since last week you know um found out that i don't have corona which is dope which is which is pretty hot fire um got a new little setup here uh with the studio you know what i'm saying we got a got a before people ask what uh, machine i'm using uh it's very fun to use and it's also very fun to just fuck around with it's like it's super fun uh it, it holds, like, loops and shit, and uh, it's going to um, boost my ability to be able to, like, take phone calls and shit. I'm just in love with this thing, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, a quick, like, hold that. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so uh, today I, I decided that I really wanted to talk um, about my fears, my biggest fears as a person. Um, I think as humans we all know how fragile we are. But before I get into that, you know, I need everybody to lock in. Everybody to lock in. My people with the Lexapro. Lock in. Lexapro gang, lock in. Kalanapin gang, lock in. All right. Zoloft, where y'all at? Zoloft! Early. You know what I'm saying? You know careful use medications that's prescribed by your doctor you know what i'm saying everybody out there you know living the life the panic disorder life you know but uh you know what is panic disorder panic disorder is you know it's an easy triggering of our fight or flight reaction right some of ours are a little more sensey than other people's. You know what I mean? I have an overactive one, and mine's super sensey. I could be walking down the street, and I could see a squirrel, and if a squirrel makes some kind of move at me, I'm going to think the squirrel's a threat, right? That's regular fight or flight. If I'm sitting on my couch, and I have no immediate threats, and something is coming for me, uh that's when i'm going to start and get super duper scared because i don't know why i feel threatened it's the fear it's the impending doom brother coming after us it feels like somebody is literally coming after us and it's it's a very difficult thing to deal with um as humans and a lot of the time uh <clears throat> a lot of the time we feel as if you know People are going to, you know, judge us when we're having one of these panic uh, attacks that we try to, like, kind of piece them together one by one and kind of just keep them all inside and shit. Um, because we don't want to come off as not crazy, but to the point where people have a really hard time understanding where we come from because it's hard for us to explain it. But the main... Um, Description that people use is that they feel afraid. It's a feeling of impending doom. But um, so a lot of the times with anxiety and panic, a lot of people are looking for their triggers, right? What are your triggers? That's the thing they ask you. Uh, I kind of don't seem to have triggers, but I do in a sense. Um, it's almost my trigger that I don't have triggers, if that makes any sense. Uh, but some that I know are my triggers are like when I get really tired, like, uh, I become very like super anxious and like afraid of the earth. Um, and like my, I'll start shaking a little bit, like my hands, I have to do this with my hands a lot. I've been told I'm a fidgety person, but, and I know that, I mean, for a fact, like I know I can be quite fidgety, but even in bed for some reason, like I have to shake my feet. Which is kind of odd, I know. But, like, I have to, like, shake them a little bit. Just give them the old shaky. the little shakeroski. Um, Another thing I do, too, with my feet is I put one foot under the other one and kind of just flop myself around. Just go flop, 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 flop. Seems to work. Puts me right to sleep. I rock my own self to sleep. That's bars. <laughs> That's fire. Uh, some people are going to be afraid by these, which is uh perfectly understandable. Uh, I expect people to be a little, <laughs> a little bit afraid of the uh, random uh sound effects and fart noises and you know shit like that, shit, shit like, like that. that, shit like that, shit, and like, shit that. like that, shit like that. But yes, um, okay. So my triggers usually are when I'm tired, when I'm really hungry, um, if I over stimulate myself is also like another big one. Like there'll be times like, hey, like if I'm hanging out somewhere and I'm starting to like ramp up, you know what I mean? Where I have like this kind of mania where like I'm I'm being super funny, but like people are like, yo, this guy's fucking crazy. When that's happening, like I'll catch one person laughing, but like one person that isn't laughing and I could see them looking at me with like a face of concern. So then I'm just like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why are they looking at me like that? What the fuck is going on? tell me now and then I just get in my own head and I start thinking like why is this, what the hell's going on you know um, other triggers I have too are like uh, like plants I'm never ready for plants like I try to all the time like I know like I have to be somewhere or there's something I need to do but for some reason it makes me like super anxious like I've had to learn to fight through that one the most I think. Another trigger for me, too, is when people call me instead of text me. That drives me fucking insane. Because it's not their fault. It's just me, myself, I get, oh, my God. First thing that goes to my head, somebody's dead. It's the first thing that goes to my head. Immediately, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe this is happening. Somebody died. It's my fault somehow. Number two is... What is so important that we need to talk on the phone right now? You know, older people, I give a pass. If you're old and, like, you know, like, you have, like, arthritic fingers or something or you just aren't, like, uh, buying into the entire text world, I'll pick up the phone, you know? But there's an age gap. There needs to be an age gap for me to answer the phone. It just has to be. (coughs) Mom. Three. I always think I'm in trouble if my phone is ringing. That's just what it is. And people would say like, oh, Danny, why do you think you're in trouble? I'm not in trouble, but I think I am. That shit's scary, bro. For me, that makes me very scared. And that triggers me as well. All right. Um, Some of these fears that I have that I'm going to get into are comical. They are pretty funny. Um uh, but some of them are serious, but I I try to make them funny anyway because they're fierce and they're stupid. If I could get rid of one part of the, I guess the human emotional cycle, I think it would be, uh, uh fear. Is fear an emotion? Being scared is an emotion. I think, Selena is being scared an emotion? What? Come in here. I think I think being afraid is an emotion. It's an emotion, right? So but you would say I am afraid, therefore my emotion is scared or afraid. You would say afraid is is an emotion. All right, I nailed it. I nailed it. I'm smart. I- Got to go to the girlfriend lifeline from time to time. Um, I've been trying to get her on the show. She doesn't want to come on the show. Uh, you know, I think she's afraid of the camera, but we're working on it. I will get her on the show at some point. Um, she doesn't have a choice. I made her sign a contract. So she has to be on the show. Um, also, too, like if she'll ever call me instead of like text me, I'm like, oh, 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 god. You know, I always think something bad has happened. I've learned to associate phone calls with bad shit. I don't know why. You know, or like she's locked out, or something, or like some dude on the street is chasing her up the up the block naked. Or something I always figure something bad is going on, but um, yeah, but all right, let's get into um, you know, Danny's fears. Uh, this is a segment that uh, I hope some of you can resonate with, and if you can't, just share your own fears below. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna talk about my fears, dog. I be getting scared up in here, and it's all right she ugly hot uh yeah so listen fear number one that has always stayed with me is i have a fear of drowning for some reason every time i get into a pool i think i'm gonna have like a like a i think it's called sanaps selena What's that, what's, that, uh, what's that term for passing out, like syncope? Syncope, right? Syncope? Syncope. Syncope. I don't think that's right. Syncope. I always have a fear that any time I enter a pool that, like, for some reason my brain's going to turn off. Isn't that a weird fucking fear? What does that make it doesn't make any sense. But to me, it makes sense. Every time I'm like, yo, I hope I don't go underwater, my brain stops working. That's fear number one. Fear number two, brain aneurysm. I don't know why. I'm so afraid of these things. Dr. Dre just had one, you know, and it's, like, it's random. Like, you don't know, and, like, I don't know how, like, the survival rate works or whatever, Um, but I'm afraid of those. Um like, I just don't want to be, like, walking down the street, like, one day, and I'm just like, yo, what's going on, yo? And my shit is just like, Phew. see ya. It's a wrap. You know? That's another thing I always think about, too. Like, like, imagine you're just, like, walking, and you're dead now. You, But the last thing that you remember is you were just walking. A part of me feels like I would want to go that way, but then a part of me, I just want like people to come to my bed and I can whisper like stuff in their ear that's like not coherent. I'd just be like, I always loved you more than your father. And then just like go to sleep. You know? But for some reason, <laughs> but for some reason, I think, because people are always like, I want to go in my sleep. I'm afraid to die in my sleep. Hi, popo. Oh, bow wow wow! Yippee yo! Yippee yay! Silvio, appearance. What's up, dog? You know, it's like um. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show. Um. You know, I always felt like people are like, man. You know, you went to sleep like peaceful. Like I don't know man, I kind of want the I kind of want the goodbye tour, you know what I'm saying? I want people to show up, dress up, hold my hand and shit. Tell me about that fun time we had when we were like 17. You know? But then a part of me is like, "Nah, just like, you know, let me go. Let me go fast." But yeah, so I would guess I'm afraid of um, not knowing I'm going to die. That kind of freaks me out. Just be like, yo, I'm chilling, just going to school and coming outside now. It's a wrap. Don't want that. Don't want that, sir. Another fear that I have is like, uh, what? You have a fear? You want to tell him? You want to tell him what your fear is? Sylvia wants us to say what his fear is. You want to say what your fears are? Go on, say it. Oh. Tell him what you're afraid of. Oh, that's a good fear. He's afraid of bigger cats than him. That's what he just said. Um, another big fear that I have is, it still is, and it's never going to change, is flying. Flying still one of those things where I have those moments of clarity where I'm like, dude, I'm on a fucking like, 300-ton bus in the sky. In the fucking sky. That's where I am. And people just, we accept this as normal travel. We've just accepted this as a normal thing because I guess somebody told me it's normal. You're on a bus in the sky, sir. And then people are like, yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of on planes. Yeah, the fuck there is. Thanks a lot, Sylvia. Hit the camera. Uh, episode's not official until, uh, Silvio hits the camera, so thank you, Silvio. Just kidding. Um, yeah, and people are like, hey, man, like, listen, dude, it's just like, you know, it's safer in a car. I mean, it's safer in a plane than it is in a car, and that could, like, be very well, like, you know, like, factually true or whatever. But let me tell you something. If someone wants to tell me that i have a higher survival rate probably in a car than i do in a plane what's the survival rate in a plane a plane a plane it's fucking zero you know it's like oh man like this thing will set on fire if it flies into the water i'm like how's that work we could still be on fire in the ocean no way give me that car fuck that plane but um like I'm not uh, I'm not as afraid to fly as I used to be but like a lot of this stuff a lot of these fears are the things that trigger my anxiety They, they trigger me to like get all chumpy and shit um another like realistic fear I guess is like I don't like to let people down you know what I mean like so like if someone, like, needs something from me or they need help with something and I can't help them the way I want to, I always feel fucking terrible. And then I start to get anxious after that because I'm just like, oh, this person's, like, entire fucking idea of me is warped now, brother. Um, Like, that's a tough one for me, too. It's like now, like... <clears throat> You know, in certain situations, like, you can't make everybody happy. It, it, people just have to understand that. But if it's, like, if it was something, like, that's in my control and I didn't control myself in that situation, like, that always, like, brings, like, a lot of hurt to me, you know? Like, I'm just like, ah, shit, like, you know. You know, I'm always afraid of of letting people down. It's a That's a tough thing for me, you know? Because I've always kind of taken pride in being able to care for people and take care of people. But uh, sometimes, you know, selfishness can get in the way of that. And then you feel like, you know, am I supposed to be selfish in this time? Am I not supposed to be? You know, this is like life has all these things. You don't realize like how decisions, you can make one decision and it will affect so many other things. You know? And that's why a lot of people are afraid to just kind of go for it sometimes. Because they're afraid, like, you know, they're afraid that in, in their lifetime, they're not either going to make it or they're not going to have the opportunity to do it. You know, I just like to put myself in a situation where it's like, dude, I can't do anything else but entertain people. So I have to do it. This is what I love to do. I had to conquer the fear of being a failure. You know, excuse me, I just, I just burped, but you have to conquer the fear of being a failure because failure, first of all, is subjective. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's subjective. If you fail at something that you wanted to do for the rest of your life, no one can take that away from you. You didn't fail. You just spent your whole life trying to get there. What's so bad about that? And people, you know, they tell you, like, oh, man, like, uh, you're not going to have a place to live. You're not going to have to do this. Uh, you're going to die uh, poor and shit like that. I'd rather fucking die poor doing what I love to do than being rich and, and doing some fucking job I don't want to do. It's just 100 percent. I'm I, one of my biggest fears is that I'm not gonna be happy doing what I love to do. I'm not gonna have the ability to do what I love to do. You know, I loved sports as a kid, but you know I'm five nine dude. you know, what am I gonna do? go be some slot receiver at, at a fucking college and then you know and then do what? you know? I coached football after playing it and I had more fun coaching than I ever did playing football. Ever. Ever. And people were like, Oh man, you know, uh, you know, everyone told me what to do. They were like, Go be a PE teacher. You love sports. I'm like, yeah. No. I would've been a fire PE teacher though. They would have been like, Yo, Mr. Lowe, what's up, man? I'm like, playing dodgeball. They would have been like, yeah, Mr. Lowe's the man. you get Mr. Lowe this year? It would be so sick. But inside, I'd just be like, dude, fuck this shit. I can't play. My leg hurts. I used to do that shit, too. Yeah, when we used to run the mile run, we used to make sure, like, the teacher wasn't looking. All right, so, all right, this is a quick story. Um, So... Back in my old high school, Hastings High School, holla, ah, go Jackets. Um, we had a teacher named uh, Mr. McCann. He was the gym teacher. Um, And we used to have these mile runs, right, where we would go down to the track and run a mile run. It's just like the regular thing, like the presidential fitness shit or whatever the fuck. So I'm like, all right, we're going to run this. It was me, my boy Ben, my boy Zach, and my boy Dylan, I think. Or maybe even Max was there. Max might have been there. Um, I love how I'm saying these. Like, you guys know who they are, but they're, like, my best friends. But uh, growing up. So <clears throat> so we're running the first shit. It's a track around the football field. So we're running the first lap. You know, I'm starting to get the, the the <laughs> you know, those ones. And that shit just come wheezing out of you and shit. And we go, dude, as soon as Mr. McCann looks over there. We're gonna fucking cut from this side of the court. So running basically up the fifty yard line across the field. Um, we did that twice. So we got two laps that were cut and we all ran like sub six minute miles. <laughs> And when we were all done, I remember uh, this weekend was like, he was like, I've never seen anything like this. That you had four kids in one class that could run sub six-minute miles. I was like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, was trying my best. Turns out he saw us do it, and we got, uh, I know I got docked like almost a half-letter grade uh, for it. And we were going to get docked a full letter grade, but he made us run it again, like, on a different day. We had to make that shit up. Shouldn't have went for two. One, it probably would have ended up, like, around, like, a 730 mile or something. But he was just like, you guys are running sub six miles. Why are you guys, like, not in the Olympics? I was just like, I don't know. We're just, <laughs> we're just high right now. Bro, I went to this thing called the Model UN. It's called It was called West Monk. So fucking high one time. Listen listen to this story, yo. All right, so, you know, already being an anxious person, marijuana never really clicked with me. We never really clicked with me because I would enjoy, like, if I hit weed just a little bit, like, "Ah," I was straight. Because now I got the giggles. I'll eat a chicken parm sandwich and, like, and just chill and fall out. You know what I'm saying? God bless. You know, and I'll be straight. But it was when I smoked a little too much Chiba that uh, I would start to get anxious and shit. So me, all my boys are chilling um, before the shit. So it's like, you know, like you drink a little bit before. Like it was a Model UN run by students. There was barely like any uh, adult supervision. Really, It was just like, yo, we're the world now. And it would all be in the school. So everyone's like, you know, like we'll drink a little bit. And I liked to drink in high school. That was like my thing. I didn't like smoking weed too much, but like I, I burned a good amount. But um and they were just like, yo, like, come on. Like, let's go to Zinzer, which was a park where people just like didn't use it for athletics. They just used it to get high and drink. It was like, yo, let's drink a little bit at Zinzer and like go to there. Then the blunt comes out. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And my friends always wanted to get me high for some reason. They were just like, yo, dude, you got to blaze, bro. Come on, Danny. Fuck. It's like fucking blaze. So I'm just like, all right, like I'll, I'll blaze a little bit. Fuck it. Get... Um, and that was another thing, too. I never had to pay for weed because they I was like their little like pet. They'd just be like, let's get Danny high tonight. You know, I just be like, come on, God. All right. So it's like, you guys, ever eat pretzels like in the shower? They liked me because I asked like stupid ass questions when, when we were blazed, uh, and I was just comic relief. But so we smoke before this thing, and we drink before this thing, right? And there's like a, uh, what's that thing called? Like uh, orientation, orientation, right? <laughs> so we're at orientation. And we're super high, bro. Like super duper blazed. My heart is just going, bom, 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 bom. I swear, if when we got into the orientation, everything got quiet, you could hear my my fucking chest go <laughs> pounding. So I'm sitting with my boy Jasper, right, and we're sitting down, and uh, our principal, Doctor Fazio, rest in peace, uh, is giving the orientation. And when I tell you that he's staring at me this entire time, I shit you not, it was like it was only Jasper and I in that fucking auditorium, right? So, the thing that I didn't know about West Monk is it's a model UN, right? So, like, you have to, like, build nations and, and like, countries from the bottom up and shit. I still don't know what the shit is. They split you up. Right from like your groups or whatever, and you have to go into these like little congress rooms, right? So now, like Dr. Fazio's talking to me, I'm super blazed, his eyes are growing and shit. I'm like, yo, I what the fuck? So, <laughs> my boy Dan was my high school quarterback uh, at the time, he knew I was high as shit. So, like, I'm sitting there, and all these kids, and it's, it, kids from other schools, like seven schools, like foreign exchange kids came and shit, and, like, they would have to live with you and shit. It was, it was, it was wild. So, like, I, it was a wild thing. So, I remember just writing a note. So, we had pages, too, where they couldn't read the notes. You had to give them, and they would bring it. So, I just wrote one to Dan that was running the thing. I was And it just opened it and just said, I'm high. So let me out of here. Yo, these kids were talking about some of the smartest shit. I've never felt dumber in my life. They were like, you know, the uh, fiscal um, uh, damage that we've taken on and the collateral that we've taken on from Iran is like, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Now I'm terrified. Not only are these kids going to know I'm high, they're going to think I'm stupid. Which I was at that moment in time. So I get out in the hallway, right? I'm super high. I come out of the hallway, Jasper's in the hallway. Both blazed up. Um, and we're walking and we're like, yo. All right, first of all, like my friend Jasper's like a genius. Like he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's 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 brilliant. But he's blazed, and so am I. So I'm just like, yo, like, yo, man, I'm fucking high as shit. And he's talking me down. He's like, don't worry about it. Like, we will be all right. And this girl comes out where they used to have these things called crises where you had to like solve them. And like, it was like a speed round of like taking a nation. And like solving this crisis or whatever, like people invaded your nation or whatever. And they brought us in and him and I had like the quickest, beautiful mind thing where we were so good at it. And by us, I mean Jasper. But, like, I added some really good points um, to it. And we solved this crisis. And I don't remember how or anything about it. But all I know, it was, like, the that moment in old school where, like, Frank uh, the Tank uh, joins the debate club. And, like, he, like, passes out. He's like, what happened? That's what it was like. But I noticed from that day forward, I think... Smoking and drinking made my like anxiety way more prominent in my life. And I'm sure there's a chemical reason for that, but that was like, oh my God, like, holy shit. That was the, one of the first times I can recall being severely anxious and starting the panic and having like the, (laughs) yeah. Another fear I have though is small rodents. Like, I hate anything that's small and super fast. Like, I think, uh, like, I don't like if a mouse can, like, run up my leg or, like, a squirrel can run up my leg before I could do any damage to it. You know what I mean? Dude, I saw a rat with a fat ass yesterday. I was like, yo, this rat, if it wasn't disgusting, might be popping on Instagram if it wanted to. Like, bust down challenge for this rat. But, like, for some reason, I'm scared of little things. You know, I'm scared of little rodents like insects don't really scare me like I'll just, bah! you know, I know you're not supposed to kill them and shit, but like, I don't know, in my mind, I'm just like Terminator or those motherfuckers. So I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna kill this shit. Um, <laughs> but little things scare me and I've never noticed that. <laughs> Do all of these things have to happen like something bad happens to you to force these things? Or are we just pre-programmed like, all right, he's going to be fearless, but he's also going to be afraid of snakes. You know, like, do we choose to be afraid of what we're afraid of? Or are we pre-programmed? Is it hereditary what we're afraid of? I don't know. Damn, that was bars. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's up to us... To to know what we're afraid of and why we're afraid of these things. Thinking, trying to dive deep and understand why you're actually afraid of something is more scary than the thing itself. Damn bars. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. That's to me is more terrifying than that. Um, so yeah, like I'm going with like. My top five fears, uh, you know, um, also, like, I don't like to be, like, alone, you know, like, I, I think people that could, like, live on their own and, like, do loner shit and, like, live in, like, New Hampshire for, like, forever, like, the oh, I don't want to spoil it, oh, man, I could have spoiled that for a lot of people, but, like, you know, like, people, like, just living in a cabin by themselves, uh, for the rest of their lives. Like some people are perfectly okay with that. I could never do that. Like as much as I don't like people, I need people. You know what I'm saying? It's an oxymoron. But for some reason it's like, yo, it's like I need people, but I don't want you here in my head. And I'm talking about like strangers, like like people I don't know, like people I need to interact with, like on a daily basis. You know what I mean? It's like, so the, the other day, I just went and checked if I had mail. I didn't know why I didn't have mail. I just wanted to say hello to the doorman. What's that? I think as my anxiety and panic got worse, I just became more afraid of people. You know, and that's sad to say, like, you know, you don't want people to be afraid of people, but like, for real, like, I'll be afraid of people sometimes. Like the other day like my girl and I were walking um uh Silvio and this dude was like rapping to himself like you know it's New York so like people rap to themselves all the time but like he f- he threw this glove up in the air and turned around he was like oh I didn't mean to do that but I knew he did it on purpose and then he like acted like he was going to throw it at me I was like yo if this dude throws this glove at me I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy in the front of my apartment building and I'm going to power bomb him through a window. That's the thing. People who are anxious and like paranoid a lot of the time, which I can be. We aren't going to fight because we are tough. We are going to rip your face off because we are terrified. That's why. Anything with me, physical, I am not a tough guy. I'm not. I'm. It's just not. It was. It's never been for me. I don't like the just being like, yo, what's up, motherfucker. You know that's never been for me. But I will pull out. You know if I have to. But my thing is like, yo, dude. If you scare me, I'm. I'm going to kill you, sir. Do not scare me. I will kill you here, sir. That's what it is. That's the only reason I would ever fight anybody is because I'm I'm afraid for my own well-being. Which my well-being is like easily threatened because of like I'm so anxious and so paranoid all the time. And panicking and shit. And people always ask us too, it's like, why do you guys like well, you know, yo, my Lexapro, I, I switch from like generic to something else or whatever. Dude, I cannot wake up. I'm just like, bro, hard-ass time falling asleep on this shit. But anyway, um, that's just an oxymoron. I have a hard time falling asleep, and when I sleep, it's like until like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it feels like. I have to switch back. I have to switch back. You know what I'm saying? Medication props. Lock in. Bang, bang, bang. Shit like, bang, that. Bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Um, but yeah, man. That's the only reason I would ever fight anybody. It's not gonna be like, "Yo, dude, like you uh, fucking stepped on my fucking turf, I must end you now." It's like, "Yo, dude, you're a little too close, and I fear for my life." Easier than others. I'll take these hands. That's another thing too. If I get my best shit off on you, and you eat that shit, now I'm really afraid. Now I'm like gonna bite you and shit. I'm gonna try and eat you alive, like here in the middle of the street. You already took my best like bang, you know, there's always somebody crazier than you and more willing to go that extra mile. Uh, I'm willing to go that extra mile because I am afraid I will die there, sir. I will die here in the street because I thought you were going to try and kill me. I just hope like when I fight somebody, I never make like a, you know, like uh like a weird sound Like someone hit me With like a body shot And I was like oh. You know Like that would throw off That might throw them off I might have a better shot <laughs> God just like punches me in the nose. I'm like ow I would just make noises like that Just for they to leave me alone I'd be like ouchies they would be like yo What the fuck <laughs> Like yo This dude's crazy But yeah man Um listen for the last minute uh gonna cut this around 40 minutes uh you know i just want people to understand going forward after this episode with your fears like i said before try to dive in even though i know it's scarier than the actual fear dive into what do you think makes you afraid of these things what can you do To get over these fears, whether it's expose yourself more to it, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, therapy, because I've realized once I've been able to conquer a bunch of fears of mine, I was more able to be honest with myself and live a better life for myself, you know, because I started to figure out these things that were huge parts of my personality, which made my personality great, but also made them like, made my personality be kind of shitty, you know, because, you know, it's it's if you're living life based off fear, it can it kind of forces you to play a character, which isn't the right way to go about life. And through life, you want to be yourself. Um, and whether that's being honest about those fears, you know what I mean? We're all going to be afraid of things for our entire lives. But understanding the science behind them is the best way to address those fears. I think, you know, like people are like, yo, I'm afraid to jump out of a plane, like go jump out of a plane. Like I'm gonna do some research first. You know, what makes me that way? You know, why am I like, why do, why are people agoraphobic? You know what I mean? Why are people hypochondriacs <clears throat> like me? Why are people hypos? There's a science, something happened to make this this way. Um, also, if you're doing the one-in-one fit challenge, okay, the eight-week fit challenge with me and your team, Danny, send me an email or send me a DM so we could like, correspond. You know what I'm saying? I did the first workout today. I feel like my butthole was going to fall out my ass, yo. But I did it, okay? But I stuck through it and did it. Those burpees were horrible, but I did them for you, all right? Corey, Drew, I did it for you. All right, listen, thanks everybody for coming by and stopping in and hanging out. You know what I'm saying? In the best mental health podcast in the world. Now I'm saying, make sure to follow the show on Instagram, okay? At 101OTC. Thank you for the 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. You know, we're only a couple away, but I'm, I'm, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the patrons. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to On One Life for being a sponsor of the show. You can check out all their stuff for everything health-related, whether it be financial, mental, or physical. one lifecom uh, I want to thank all the weekly listeners. If it wasn't for you guys, I don't know what I would be doing. I'm being honest. You guys are awesome. All right? And if you want to um, sign up for the Patreon, uh, starting in February, I will be having a guest who is from the audience. Uh, we were supposed to do this earlier in the year, but it was just tough in terms of like trying to co uh, get people on. You know, A lot of people had a lot of issues because of the COVID and shit. But um, go to patreon.com slash OTC pod, sign up, it doesn't matter what... Tier you're in you can have a chance uh the ones who have the higher tiers have more entries uh and a chance to be on the show and talk to me about your mental health journey and your mental health struggles and uh your mental health triumphs all right but listen guys i love you you guys are awesome and i wish you guys the best week in the world peace